Good morning, Chicago. Wake up. The world is changing. Don't be left behind. It is New Year's Eve, last day of 1879. Read all about how George Pullman and Webster Wagner are celebrating the dawn of 1880. With a race across Morning America! Morning hot off the press. The first passenger trains to attempt crossing the Transcontinental Railroad. Hear about the West The United the States of America of is more than ready to begin a new decade. Ready to stretch their boundaries and forge ahead into the future. Get and your Wednesday copy of the Chicago Times right here, Webster right now. Wagner's George Midnight Express is ready for the race across America. America! The Merry Beggars presents... All aboard! On the night train. Episode One The Night Train. What's going on? Webster Wagner has challenged the prestigious George Pullman Why are the newspaper men so loud? Oh, my window is open. That's why. Why was my window open? Paul. Paul opened it. Paul Mallard, you left my window open all night long. You can't open up my window just because you like to throw snowballs at the carriage tops, Paul. It's the middle of winter. You left it open all night. Oh, Paul, you could sleep through a storm. It's morning. It's time to get up, sleepyhead. No. Paul Emerson Mallard, it is time to wake up. You told me to wake you up nice and early so you wouldn't be late. Go back to sleep, Edith. It's Christmas break. There's no no school. Oh, Paul. Don't you remember? Today's the day. We have to get dressed and make our beds. Oh, and I have to braid my hair. Our countdown is at zero days. Can you believe it? It's New Year's Eve. Oh, Paul. If you don't get up, you're going to miss breakfast and make us late to the station. The train station! Oh no! Did the night train leave without me? No, but they will if you stay in bed all day. I'm up! I'm up! Okay, get dressed and make your bed. I'll wait for you on the stairs. Our resident elephant must be awake. (laughs) For such a small boy, he makes a shockingly loud noise. You walk more quietly than Paul does. (laughs) I'm sure he'll learn someday. He's an ingenious little fellow. How do you feel about leaving tonight? I'm all right. I'm glad you're coming with me. (laughs) Me too. Edith and Paul will love it. They've never been outside of Chicago before. It's going to be a wonderful adventure. Do you think your crew is ready? It's been a hectic couple months. Wagner bumping up his departure date sent Pullman into a tailspin. The race. Always the race with him. Well, it's very American. To be first. To be the best. Fastest. Pullman is happy to be leaving three whole months ahead of schedule, but he'll never be satisfied with our work until we beat Webster Wagner to Sacramento. He'll never be satisfied with you until you win. Yes. That's true. 
Are you nervous? Louise. Good morning, Mama. Am I late? Morning, Dad. Hello, you scallywags. Big hugs. Big hugs. <laughs> no, Paul, you're not late. You're just in time for breakfast. I'm going to go to the station after we eat to get the night train ready for departure. Okay, good. I wanted to make sure. What's for breakfast? Dad just made pancakes. Pull up a chair. I love pancakes. Dad, I have a question. Yes? How can the Midnight Express race our Pullman night train if there's only one set of tracks to Sacramento? Well, Paul, there are two routes that run almost side by side for two-thirds of the journey. Webster Wagner's Midnight Express is taking the Central and Kansas route. We're taking the Union Pacific route. By the time we get to Ogden, Utah, we'll know who's won the race. Is one route longer than the other? Not by much. It's a pretty even race. A challenging race, but a fair one. Is that why you're so nervous, Mama? I heard you talking when I was waiting on the stairs for Paul to get dressed. Ah, well... There are plenty of good reasons to be nervous, Edith. I'm nervous. No one has taken a passenger train from Chicago to Sacramento before. There is a great deal of risk and danger, just like there is with anything worth doing. I wish it weren't so dangerous. Be brave, Edie darling. We're going on an exciting adventure. And yes, there are some dangers, but you will be safe and sound. I'll make sure of that. If it's dangerous, why are passengers going? Why are we going? Paul. When you were building your roller coaster out there in the backyard, do you remember dropping your hammer and hitting your foot? Yes. I still have a big bruise. It's not that big. Was it still worth it to build the roller coaster? Would you do it again? Of course I would. Well, this trip is a little bit like that. It's going to be difficult, but it's worth doing. Sometimes we need to do things because they're hard. The night train is going to keep me on my toes, but I can rise to the challenge. We've been through harder things before this. Right, Louise? <laughs> Besides, a little nerves never hurt anybody. But now, I don't have too much time before I need to be off. And these pancakes won't eat themselves. Ready to say grace? Bless, Bless us, O Lord, Lord, and ease thy gifts which we are about to receive from thy bounty through Christ our Lord. Amen. Thank you, Lord, for the farmers who made our food, the animals who have delivered us these delicious sausages, and for the gift of our beautiful family. And we pray for this upcoming train ride, that our guardian angels will watch over us, protect us, and that Paul's guardian angel works overtime for the next few weeks. <laughs> Amen. Dad, these are delicious! I'm glad. Paul, why are you wearing your work clothes? Those pants have three different holes in them and paint all over the knees. I'm gonna work on the railroad, so I wore my work clothes. We're going to be passengers on the night train, not engineers. You should wear a nice outfit to match the occasion out of respect. Like mass clothes? Like mass clothes. Oh, all right then. I'll change after breakfast. Daddy, I have a question. Yes? Will we see you a lot while we're on the night train? Or will you be working all the time? Well, I'll be up at the engine for the most part. I'll sit in the dining car and have breakfast with you each morning and be there to kiss you goodnight and hear your stories and questions at bedtime. Okay, Daddy. All right, I'm off. Our adventure begins. Are you leaving already? I'll see you down at the station this afternoon. Have an amazing time, Daddy. We'll be there soon. I love you. I love you all. I'll see you soon. Is this it? 
the Chicago Central Depot? Ah, yes, just as it was described. A castle with towers and spires befitting the lordly George Pullman. An American flag flies above. What a sight! I'll have to use that in my book. Trains, 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 glorious trains. It's breathtaking, isn't it, Reverend Winthrop? You can just feel the importance and the adrenaline in the air. I do wish we were going on it, Georgie. Yes, dear. Why didn't you buy those tickets when your boss offered them to you, George? Maybe another time, when it's Tell not so near the my holidays. my second suit, Gary's Porter. Gentle visit. Gentle, I said. Please. There are valuable things there. Valuable. George Pullman's night train is ready to leave Chicago three months earlier than planned. We welcome in the new year of 1880 with the first unbroken trip from Chicago to Sacramento. From civilization to pagan territory is what you mean. Oh, Reverend Winthrop, you can't mean that. That I do, Mrs. Crocker. This country will rule the day it set foot in the great godforsaken plains and poked its nose into those gold mines. The race across America! Webster Wagner sets up the original sleeper car against George Pullman's novel luxuries. Hear the story. Hear all about the preparations the luxuries of the night train. They have sold every last ticket. The train is booked solid. A ticket to the night train was all I wanted for Christmas. They're selling hot chocolate and pretzels, Maddie. That's good enough. Let's go get a snack. A salty pretzel is not good for a lady's figure, George. And it will not get me to California. They have no business taking women and children across those plains. If God wanted a train to pass across the continent, it would have happened already. Oh, pipe down, would you? I'm just trying to get the news out. That's the trouble with all of you. No time for a conversation, let alone a good sermon on Sunday. No, no. It's all about speed and cash with you railroad men. I'm a newsman, Reverend, and a God-fearing man myself. So don't you think... You're just as bad as the rest Putting innocent lives at risk for the sake of a silly story. Paper and ink! All your stories and money and records are as paper and ink. Mark my words, this train will come to no good. Collisions, fires, attacks, a train derailed last week in Boston. Just you wait. Paul, Edith, stay close now. Don't get lost in this crowd. Wow, I didn't realize how dangerous this was. I... I'm sure we'll be all right. It must be safe. Otherwise, Daddy wouldn't bring us along. It's good and dangerous. I love it. Mama, I'm cold. Might that be because you aren't wearing the hat I gave you? No. Where is your hat, Paul? At home. It won't be cold on the night train. Oh, Paul, it's the last day of December in Chicago. I won't be outside at all once the night train leaves. I'll be on the inside in the Pullman cars. I won't be cold after I get on board. Promise. You don't need to worry about me. Oh, dear. I suppose you'll just have to learn by experience As is the wrath of God. Reverend Winthrop, my wife tells me you're making a scene. Would you like some hot chocolate? No, I will not support George Pullman's dirty work with a penny of my money. I'll buy the hot chocolate then. Come this way. Come on. Come on. Come on. Oh, yes, it is you. I could tell by your sweet little antique hat. Louise Mallard, you are adorable. Maddie... Maddie Crocker? Oh, yes, it's me. I wouldn't miss such a fabulous event for the world. I was hoping I'd see your sweet little freckled face here. 
You're just the cutest, Louise Mallard. Now, why are you here? It's good to see you too, Maddie. I, um, I came because my husband yes! is... Yes! Will is the ringleader of this whole shebang, isn't he? You must be so proud of him. Yes, I am very proud. A self-made man, up from nothing. Oh, I'd hardly say it's that. It's really amazing the sheer luck some people have. My George should spend more time with Will. Maybe some of his luck would have rubbed off. Will has worked very hard to get where he is. Yes, yes he has. Never stopped. He just never stops working. It must be lonely for you, isn't it? Uh, I'm happy to support him, Maddie. So I... selfless. This trip is very important for him, isn't it? I do hope he wins the race. Otherwise, George Pullman won't be too pleased with him any longer. Yes, it's a, it's a great challenge. Now tell me, dear, one friend to another, are there any extra seats on this Pullman beauty? Uh, I don't think so, Maddie. Mama, is that Daddy over there near the engine? Are you bringing the children, Louise? Yes, we're going on the night train all together as a family. Well, well, isn't that nice? It'll make for some wonderful family memories, don't you think? If you think better of it, let me know. I'll buy the tickets off you for twice what they're worth, even though I know you got them for free. Oh, I don't... No, I, I don't plan to... Bye, sweeties! Are you friends with that lady? I'm... I'm not sure, Paul. I met Mr. and Mrs. Crocker at a Christmas party a little while ago, but I don't know her very well. Daddy! Hello there! How are all my mother ducks? Wonderful, Daddy. Just wonderful. Cold. Where's your hat? I don't have it. I'm not complaining, I'm just cold. Well, I'm sure you'll weather the cold well enough. And in five days, we'll be in Sacramento, California. The night train takes off for Sacramento in two hours, right on schedule. This sure is some crowd. And all to see the night train off? Yes, Paul. Come close so you can hear me over the crowd and I'll tell you more about this journey. It's 2,000 miles from here to Sacramento. Most of the folks on this platform have never seen the other side of America. Like me. I have never left Chicago before, not even to see Mama's family in Virginia. That will change soon, Edie. These Pullman sleepers are changing everything. You're shivering in your winter coats now, but by the end of the week, you'll be picking oranges and going for a swim in sunny California. Wow! I've never picked an orange before. Do they grow on the ground like potatoes? I can't swim. That's all right, Paul. I'll teach you. Dad, can the night train really beat the Midnight Express? I don't know, Paul, but we'll certainly try. Why don't you like the Wagner train, Daddy? Oh, well, Mr. Wagner doesn't care for his passengers or crew. He does the bare minimum. That being said, he is willing to go faster than my train ever will. Dad, if you don't go faster than him, you'll lose the race. Paul, I won't drive recklessly and put you in danger. Is Wagner dangerous? Wagner's drivers go as fast as they possibly can but that means they have more accidents more frequently. I try to keep it slow and steady. Ah, Mr. Mallard. I was just looking for you. Sam, meet my family. This is Louise, my wife, and these two are Edith and Paul. Sam is the conductor on the night train. He knows more about the railroad than I do. You're very kind, sir. Lovely to meet you. I have so many questions. And Sam would be the man to answer them, Paul. Sam, is everything taken care of with the- Yes, uh, sir. The discrepancy between the Ogden and Battle Mountain stations has been resolved. You're reading my mind again. What would I do without you? A lot more work, sir. Oh, and just one more thing, Mr. Mallard. Mr. George Pullman is here and would like to speak with you and your wife. 
It is my understanding that this conversation will be recorded by several prominent newspapers. Right, right. I forgot about that. The publicity interview. Are you ready, Louise? As I'll ever be. We'll make this quick. We have a lot to do before we leave the station tonight. Sam, would you mind showing Edith and Paul around the night train? Oh, I don't want to bother him, Will. Why don't we just take Edith and Paul with us to the interview? No. No need to take the children to the press, Mrs. Mallard. I'd much prefer to watch over the children myself than let them be interviewed alongside Mr. Pullman. I'll give them a short tour of the train while you're doing the interview with Mr. Pullman. Thank you, Sam. I entrust them to you. I appreciate that, Sam. Edith, Paul, meet me back at the front of the station by the big gates as soon as the tour is finished. And be on your best behavior for Sam. We will. Bye, Mama. Bye, Dad. Oh, well, what are your names again? I'm Paul. I'm ten years old. Paul. My name is Mary Edith Bridget Mallard. I'm twelve, turning thirteen in April. Mary Edith... You can just call me Edith. I, I see. Edith. Well, Edith. Paul, uh, I suppose our tour should begin at the front of the train, the engine. It's not attached to the passenger cars yet, so we'll have to go across the platform. Follow me. Why isn't the engine attached yet? The fireman is heating up the boiler and testing the engine a few yards away from the train cars. It's a safety precaution. Pullman policy. I could be a fireman. Mama gave me a whole book about trains and engines. I've been studying it all year. Oh, very industrious of you. What's industrious mean? Uh, it, it means, uh, it means hardworking. Industrious. I love big words. Sam says I'm industrious, Edith. Sam, I'm going to be a railroad man when I grow up. I highly recommend the railroad to any young man. Have you always been a conductor? I've been a conductor for 12 years. You've been a conductor since before I was born. You must know everything about the sleeper trains then. I know a good deal about them, yes. And here we are, the engine of the night train. Hop up the steps and into the boiler room. It's nice and warm in here. This is the boiler room, right behind the engine. Wow! What's that big round thing that looks like a clock with the green mark? That's the water gauge, Paul. Wow! It's like a big hallway filled with machines. Boy, a stove, a tank, wheels, and levers, and pulleys, and coal! There's not a lot of space to move around in here. There's just enough space for the fireman and the driver. When the train is in motion, the engine is connected to the kitchen car by an exterior walkway between the cars. How does the boiler work? The fireman shovels coal right into that furnace. The fire heats the water in the boiler. That's the tank right above your head, Edith. And the steam from the boiling water makes the train move. (laughs) It's like a huge tea kettle. Yes. Yes, it is, Edith. A very big tea kettle. It has a whistle, doesn't it? Is that the whistle up here? That's right. Why don't you give it a pull, Paul? It's so loud it could burst my eardrums! It has to be loud. The whistle warns other trains that were coming. Communication is vital in train travel. The moment the train goes off schedule, the world begins to fall apart. I've seen terrible things happen when the train was even a little early or a little late. What kind of terrible things? Explosions, fires, avalanches, general crashes, collisions, etc. That's horrible. But Pullman is the safest, remember? You'll be fine. Can I shovel some coal into the furnace? Yes, I I don't think that should be a problem. You go ahead, Paul. 
I'd rather not get my dress dirty with the coal dust. The fireman's job is a grimy one. Here's the shovel, Paul. Careful now. Open up that little door first. See? The fire's already started. That's why it's so hot in here. Careful now. The steam alone can burn you. Use the shovel. Take it nice and slow, Paul. Like this? That's right. Now dump the coal into the furnace. Oh my! The fire just bounces right up and eats the coal. Snake's alive, it's really hot. Here, I'll close the furnace. Do you have to put the fire out to stop the train? <laughs> no, the train has brakes on it. How do they work? Where are they? The driver pulls that lever there to send air through the brake cylinder and out to every car simultaneously. And this brings the train to a gradual stop. I want to come back here when the train is moving. Maybe the fireman will let me pull the lever. Oh, I don't think that will be possible. Only the conductor, the driver, fireman, and manager come into the boiler room during the journey. We run a tight ship on the Pullman train. Oh, okay. Well, I'm glad I got to come in here now, then. What's that wheel thing on the wall? If you turn that wheel, it lets water from the tank into the boiler. That creates the steam which drives the train. Edith, would you like to add water to the boiler? Oh, yes. Just turn the wheel. Uh, yes, right in front of your nose there. And you've done it. The fire is getting hot now, and it'll evaporate the water quickly. Come on now. Let's go back across the platform to the Pullman cars. Hurry up. This way. Edith and Paul. The kitchen and dining car is our next stop. They're attached right behind the engine. Hot, hot, hot chocolate. I think I left the ketchup at home. No, you didn't, Maza. I saw you put it in. It's at the bottom of your suitcase. Let's unpick it and make sure. We must be thorough, my dear boy. We can't go so live on Dimsicle Georgie, have you seen Mr. Pullman? I would be delighted to meet him. He's such a dignified man. No, I haven't seen him, man. Won't you help me find him? It'll make up for the fact that we missed out on getting tickets for the night train. Maddie, I have no idea what you're doing. Pullman himself will see the night That's train. That's fine! Don't touch that suitcase. Here we are. This is the kitchen car. I smoke cookies! It's so beautiful. All the train cars are so bright and beautiful. Please move through this next car quickly. The crew are loading up the groceries, so it will be a bit chaotic. I don't want to distract them and slow down their work. Yes, Sam. This is the second bag with a rip down the side. Chop up the potatoes and dump them in the pot for me, Bonnie. Yes, ma'am. Who's this? Hello, Sam. Come on in. Come on in. We won't be in your way, Rosie. Oh, come on over here, you two. You must be Edith and Paul. Your father talks about you all the time. Hi. Yes, I'm Edith. I'm 12. It's lovely to meet you. I'm Rosie Johnson. Would you like a cookie? A cookie? For me? Well, I have chocolate cookies that need to be gobbled up immediately. Can you help? Wow, yeah, I can do that. <laughs> I thought so. Thank you, Miss Johnson. I mean, Rosie. It's so lovely to meet you. The cookie looks delicious. If you like it, we can be friends. I'm not friends with people who don't like chocolate. I love it. <laughs> now get on with you. Take them away before they eat all my cookies, Sam. Yes, ma'am. Do you want a cookie, Sam? I don't like chocolate. Oh, no. Follow me, please. Bye, Edith. Bye, Paul. Come back and visit me. We will. I will. This is the Delmonico dining car. There's a whole chandelier hanging up there. Everything is red and gold and warm. Are those real roses? One for every table. The booths are good and bouncy. Don't, don't bounce. 
Come this way now. We need to hurry up our tour. Why? We have a lot to do before the train leaves Chicago. Preparation is the key to success on the railway. Follow me. We will go through this hallway connection and straight into the lounge car. We can just go straight into the next car? Without going outside? How does that work? This is a vestibule connection. It bends with the cars as they go around curves, allowing our passengers to walk from one car to another as easily as if they were walking down a hallway. Open connections like the one between the sleeper and the luggage car, or the kitchen and the engine, are a little more precarious. There, there's no protection if you stumble and fall, but passengers never go through those. Why don't they make all the connection hallways like this? Because they are more expensive. Here is the lounge car. Wait, what's that closet, Sam? With the desk in it? This? This closet is my office. Not very glamorous, but it works well enough. Can we see inside? Will we all fit in there? Yes, Edith. Go ahead and look around. Whoa! What's that book? It's even bigger than the dictionary Mama has at home. That would be the Pullman rule book. I have the comprehensive edition. It contains rules for every aspect of running the Pullman train, from how the porter should shine a passenger's shoes, to the script I use when announcing our arrival in a new station. That's a lot of rules. What do you use your office for, Sam? Well, here I keep passenger telegrams and the timetable. And Rand McNally's official railway guide. I manage the whistle, telegrams, and the dispatch system. Everything we use to communicate with the outside world. What's the dispatch system? The conductor and station dispatcher use color-coded flags and lights to communicate. Ignoring the signals can lead to serious collisions like the Great Revere. The Great Revere? The Great Revere wreck of 1871. A series of dispatching errors allowed the Portland Express to crash into a local train in Massachusetts. The wreckage caught fire. That's horrible. It was deadly. Do you think we'll get in a wreck? Will the night train... The night train? <laughs> the night train bears the Pullman standard. If any train is safe, it's this one, Edith. There hasn't been an accident on a Pullman train since 1874. Sam, I changed my mind. I want to be a conductor when I grow up. And why is that? It's the most important job on the whole train. Can you teach me how to be a good conductor? You are 10 years old. Isn't that right? Yes, sir. Well, Paul, I was 10 when I started working on trains with my father. He gave me this watch and told me, make every minute count. Do you know how to tell time, Paul? Of course I do. The little hand runs around to catch the minutes. It's the kid, so it's always rushing. And the long hand is the dad, so it goes slower. Very good. Would you like a pocket watch like mine, Paul? Oh, wow! I sure would! But Sam, won't you need your watch to keep the train on schedule? I have a few old watches inside my desk. You can borrow one of those. The Pullman Empire was built on punctuality. If you want to be a successful railroad man, you must learn how to master time. You can use this watch during our train journey, Paul. You can help me make sure we stay on track. Oh, wow! I, I just love to, Sam! Are, are you sure? Of course. I've got plenty of watches. It's a bit dirty and rusted. It's tarnished. An old watch, but nothing a little polish and rubbing can't fix. Don't you like it, Paul? It was kind of Sam to give it to you. Oh, yes, of course. It just, well, it doesn't work. Oh, Paul, you have to wind it up. 
Give it to me. You just turn the crown on top of the watch around 15 times until it stops. That gets it ticking again. And then you use the small knob on the side to adjust the time. Oh, I see. Thanks, Sam. Listen to it tick. I can be a conductor if I have a watch like this. Now all I need is a jacket like yours, Sam. You remind me of myself, Paul. I'm sure you'll take good care of that watch. Wind it up every day and it'll keep the time for you. What do you say, Paul? Right. Thank you, Sam. Thanks ever so much. I'll take really good care of it. You are welcome. Now, let's resume our tour. This is the lounge car. This is where the passengers spend most of their time. These couches and chairs allow the passengers to relax, work, and read. It's a whole little town on a tiny train. It's like a dollhouse. Yes, it is very compact. Hey, look at this! The chair swivel! Yes, please don't use the- The table has a chessboard built into it. It's gorgeous. Do the windows open? No, no, they if don't. I pull on this while the curtains close? Stop touching things, both of you! Please! Sorry. Sorry. The orderliness of the Pullman sleeper is of the utmost importance. Who takes care of the lounge car? There are a lot of gold lamps to be polished. The porters are responsible for all the passengers' needs while they are on board the train. Each porter has his own car to look after. They are discreet, anonymous, effective, disciplined, and nearly invisible. Why? What do you mean, why? Why are the porters nearly invisible? Well, they are there when you need them, gone when you don't. Their anonymity is the key to our luxury. Anonymity? What does that word mean? The condition of being anonymous, unknown, mysterious. I'd like to be mysterious. I like big words. A Pullman ticket is a ticket to a world of luxury. Our passengers come to rely on the Pullman promise. Luxury, safety, and reliability. It's Pullman's greatest legacy. Legacy? George Pullman is synonymous with luxury, success, power, pride. He has built an American empire. They call him the King of America. And with Pullman sleepers, passengers can hand over their cash and they can become kings too. Uh, America doesn't have kings. But what's important is that with Pullman's help, cash can make you feel like a king. I thought what was important about the sleeper cars was that you can travel as a family. I... I don't think the part about money is very important. Uh, yes. Family is important. But there's more to it than that, Edith. Now, moving on, time is of the essence in train travel. Yes, of course. Thank you so much for showing us around the train, Sam. It's a pleasure. One last car for you to see, the sleeper. Then back to your parents. This, my friends, is the famous Pullman sleeper car. I've rode on trains before, but never on a sleeper train. There are beds in here. You will have plenty of time to explore the sleeper and your own roomette once the train is in motion. Now follow me off the train. Departure in the new year of 1880 will be upon us before we know it. Oh my, I forgot it was New Year's Eve. That's just, that's exhilarating. It's a day with many responsibilities. I must get back to work. Goodbye, children. Bye, Sam. Thank you. I can't believe we could just spend a whole week on the night train. It's glorious. Two whole weeks. We have to get to California and back home again. That cookie was really good. 
Do you think Rosie would give us another if we went back to the kitchen? One cookie is enough, Paul. Do you see Mama or Dad? No, I don't. Mama said to meet her by the big gates of the farthest station. Let's go there. to rival the Delmonico. Will this race unify the country? Or will the Wagner and Pullman rivalry divide our states even more? Read Wagner's statement here. The light in the newly United States that you have never seen before. Come on, Edith. popular transcontinental travel is upon us. A transcontinental trip. You'll love it, Mother. And so soon after the Civil War, too. Oh, Mother, that's been over and done with for ages now. Just shy of 15 years. Will it be safe, Henry? Yes, Mother. You'll be in the lap of luxury for the entire journey. I do wish you were coming with me. I'm sure John and Frederick could get along without you, can't they? Mother, no. We're releasing our ketchup this month. Heinz Ketchup, that's our name in the bottles. While we are organizing the fast train accident last week in Boston, heavy It's going to take us ages to get through this crowd. Come on, Edith, push. Use your elbows. That's how you get through crowds. This lady has such a poofy dress. It's blocking my way. Paul, you can't say that about someone. It's rude. Why? It's a very floofy dress. Paul, come on. Why are you stopping? Edith? Hey, Edith. Look. Look up ahead at the engine. Are they trying to get it to full power? Why is there so much steam? Where? Oh. That doesn't look like steam, Paul. It smells like smoke. Where's Mama? We need Mama. Dad! What do we do? Edith, what's going on? I don't know. Everybody's running. What's happening? Is the train leaving without us? Let's go find Mama. I don't see her by the gates. She must be on the train. Okay, hold on to my hand tight so we don't get separated. Let's go back to the train and find Mama and Daddy. You two, get away from that, that train. Go, now. But Mama, Daddy, we have to warn them. They're probably on the platform looking for us. Stay away from the train. You're going out of the station right now. No one is on board. Get away from the train. Why are you pushing me? Who are you? What's happening? Go, right now at that side door. You run until you hit a gravel road. You'll be safe there. Go. But Mama. Edith, she's safe. How do you know my name? Run. Keep going, Edith. Just a little farther. This is far enough. Why is everyone running away from the train? I don't know. Can you see anything? No. And anyway, Edith, you're taller. If there's anything to see, you'll see it. <laughs> <laughs>